Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, where today we are covering WCW Saturday Night on TBS from September 7th of 1991. And if you're wondering where August 31st of 1991 is, well, from my understanding, uh, that episode was preempted due to Braves baseball. So here we are for September the 7th. And before we get rolling, and I throw it to Doc and Hopper, who's actually late by many, many minutes at this point. Special shout out to our largest patron contributors monthly, Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, my children, Joe Ice, good old Justin. Thank you for your generous support on Patreon. And a shout out. It's been actually two weeks since we recorded a main show, just the way we had to do our last clash. So I got some uh, new patrons or returning patrons, Robert R., Dan B., Sean H., Dustin, Roger, Travis, Danny, and WP, and Michael Angel, will you please leave me alone about your shout-out? First off, you ain't even swack, and leave Chris Zonch's wife alone. He's a good kid. Oh, wait, wait, maybe I got that the other way around. Chris Zonch leave Angel's wife alone. I don't know. You know, know who's anyway. really swack? Dion. <laughs> okay. Um, Michael Angel's actually swack. I'm just messing with him, but he's been bugging me about his shout-out, so there's that. Doc, we welcome you into the show. Uh, Hopper is very, very much very late. How are you? Uh, I'm great. I'm, I'm just really great. That's all. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I figure we probably need to start off here. Where's by, he? Well, we need to discuss the um, the sports entertainment we saw in the, in the NFL this past weekend. Uh, the championship round. We need to let people know because, you know, everybody is everybody from everywhere is getting hit to the fact that this stuff is a work. Um, <laughs> and if you go to Twitter anytime during a football game or afterwards, it's just. It's, it's a bitter place, man. <laughs> Bro, you know, there's like hashtags now on Twitter. NFL is rigged. Yeah. Have, you, have you seen that? Um, and yeah. it, one of them is NFL is rigged. Uh, what is the other one? Um, NFL is fixed. Um, okay, so here's my question. <laughs> I'm sure a big majority of the people listening to us watch the Philadelphia Eagles, San Francisco 49ers get it on. Um, you were crying foul early that the Booker man was behind the Eagles. What do you mean crying foul? 
you were like, man, that did they, they call that for on the first drive. They missed that incompletion. They called it a completion, got him in the end zone. You oh, no, like, no, no, no. I wasn't blaming the Booker man on that. Okay. I was saying, I saw it from the start. I was like, he didn't catch that. Like, okay. And I was like, why is, um, I blamed actually Shanahan for not throwing the flag. Okay. So I, let me no, 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 no. I wouldn't blame a Booker man there, but go ahead. So, so you get to your third, your third quarterback gets hurt. And now you bring in Josh Johnson, which everybody at that time around the world flooded Wikipedia to find his Wikipedia page. Um, not remembering that he was in the league. At that point, the script goes out the window, right? Yeah, and they had just signed him the week that Garoppolo got hurt because they needed a quarterback. So, like, he hadn't even been on the roster the entire year. But at that point, the league stops trying to book, right? They're just like, look, if we can yeah. keep it close, that's great, but this is this is a lost cause. Yeah, it's over at that point. Because then, the, then he gets hurt, and they bring the third quarterback in, Who's got back in? Who's got a torn ligament in his throwing elbow now? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it, that made no sense. Like that's when. Like you, I would have no rather them line up in the quarterback sneak with two linemen as fullbacks and just try to push their way up to field. No, that wouldn't have worked against Philly's defense. But what they because there's no threat of a pass at all. But what they should have did was just. You know, I don't know how much of the playbook. I'm assuming McCaffrey knows the playbook, and I'm sure you got or knows the whole playbook at this point. I'm sure you got plenty to run, but there's no way in hell I'm putting that dude out there who can't throw a pass. I'm just gonna put McCaffrey out there with Debo and the fullback, and we gonna run some triple option, bro. I mean, like I don't know what else you do at that point. You gotta like revert back to to the only thing that could possibly work, but. I, you know, I'm sure Shanahan had his reason for not doing it. He's a really, he's a really, really good coach. I, I don't want to criticize him, but at the end of the day, it was a lost cause. We're talking about what they should have done, but it wouldn't have mattered. They wouldn't have won. And, and, and honestly, point, bro, they wouldn't have won if Brock Purdy was healthy. Like the Eagles were going to win that game. Okay, but even, let's just but, be real. But even at, but at that point, when Brock Purdy comes out, the league does not. It's not worth it to them. To save the 49ers with the booking, because you got a Super Bowl to book for too. Oh yeah, bro. The, the refs got the call. Like the little the little buzzer went off on them in the little earpiece. Abort the script. Abort yeah, the yeah. Script. Like um, you know, New York was in their ear. You know, abort. Like you know, we know we said to keep this close, but at this point, it doesn't matter if it's a one score game at halftime. All right, if it's twenty one seven at halftime, so be it. But it's over. Move along. These are not the droids you're looking for. Now. I'd have to say that the booking picked up a bit for the night game. <laughs> I shot in the territory. <laughs> Jesus. Now, there's a whole bunch of people that are upset and swolled up about missed calls and calls and all kinds of calls. And, man, it is really different when it ain't your team in it. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Oh. It's it's hilarious. I hear it, too. People, like I, Some of the same people who told me, you need to stop fussing about that no-call in the NFC championship game. They're the <laughs> well, same ones crying you to do. me. 
I don't even talk about it. If you ask no, me about it, I go, that gave me proof bitter. that it was booked. Bro, I'm not even bitter. That is all the proof I need to know the NFL is a complete and utter work. And I watch it. Yes. People go, well, you, why you still watch it? Well, I still watch pro wrestling. I know that's a work. So why would I stop watching football? That's fair. Okay. So we've got. It's Mahomes a work, bro. Burrow. Yeah. Um, I guess the question everybody wants to know. Travis Kelsey's promo at the end of the game. Yeah. So, do you believe that was unnecessary roughness on the on the second to last play of the game on Mahomes? By the letter of the law, it is because he did push him once. I think Mahomes had at least one foot or two feet on the on the white stripe. So that but that is not everybody's talking about that call. That is theirs. Other shit that happened in that the game. The call that fucked them was three called three plays before that, where they got off the field and then all of a sudden had to stay out on the field. Bruh, that was the play that I was like, "What the shit?" And so here's the thing that people don't understand. It people was like somebody at, radioed in and was like, no, 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 no. That play never happened. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to say that y'all blew it dead. Remember, he was over there. We got, we, we, he was late getting a call to blow it dead. So, so he did blow it dead, but technically the, the play got off. Um, but you're going to say that play never happened. These are not the droids you're looking for. Bro, I, it was some Obi-Wan Kenobi, Star Wars, Jedi shit. So... Bro, that shit, you can't tell me that that was not foul. And he, and here's where they get most people. And, and this is where you really need to learn to look at this with the eye that we look at it with. People will look at the end and go, oh, well, and this wasn't the case for this game, I know, but they'll be like, oh, well, the penalties were relatively, you know, the same number. That don't mean a damn thing. One bad penalty at the and an ill-timed penalty can be a bag breaker when you get off the field and then you're not off the field. Or one non-penalty at a moment when it should be. Yeah. If, so if that play is the play that decides how they lie things. with numbers is they keep it relatively <laughs> close. But I mean, it's like you know, you look at a you look at a NBA game and the number of fouls, and it's usually pretty close to one another, but. The way they're distributing those 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 numbers is how they're telling the story. Here, here's what you need to know about the NFL, and this is why it's such a this is the most dirty, illogical bullshit thing of all times. These big games have a third guy in the booth to explain the refs' decision making. What the fuck? Now, technically, you have a rules expert to explain the rules for a relatively simple game because they're trying to to cover up the the work. Now, technically, he's not an employee of the NFL. He's he works for the network. If you want to be technical, but but he's still protecting the business. Wink, wink. Wink, he's wink. Not, he ain't there to break kayfabe on it. I mean, every once in a while they let him so that it's like, okay, well, see, they're impartial. But why are they there? Yeah, you ain't got to. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you, man. Why do we need this service? Uh, to explain things? 
<laughs> Hell, the big pass that George Kittle caught across the middle on us, he was covered up by the by a receiver. They never call that. Somebody explain that shit to me. The, the most of our listeners have no clue what you mean by covered up. Well, that made him an illegal receiver downfield. Yeah. Most of our listeners do. Don't insult our listeners like that. I'm okay. sorry for all y'all listening out there. Mike's, Mike's <laughs> been a apologizing again. You're so funny sometimes. Uh, so so the, the Eagles are in the Super Bowl. You're ready I, for the earth to come to an end again. I, well, I'm, I've got to call in to the aliens in case we need a, a run in. Um, I, f- I felt bad for the dude from Cincy that, that got called for the penalty, 58 Osai or whatever. He was visibly upset on the sideline. He's 22. He made a mistake, a very costly mistake. It was a penalty. And it probably, at that point, cost him a chance for the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, by the letter of the law, that was a penalty. Would you agree with that? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it was a penalty. And Mahomes flopped on his back like a dead fish, which was perfect he, to, to cement the fact he was working. But but it, when you line it up, he just that's a, that's a foul. Everybody's working. Come on, man. Right, and here's the thing. A foul is a foul at all points of the game. Okay, so was the fix in? Were they trying to get Mahomes in the Super Bowl? Is, is is that what I'm hearing? I don't, man. I would have said no until that third down. We're just gonna, we're gonna, <laughs> we're just gonna run that again. That was some, that was some shady shit late in the game. They, Dave. <laughs> There was a Buffalo Bills Houston. You you can be like, no, there wasn't. In I think 2017 playoffs wild card, Buffalo played at Houston in the playoffs, and they lost that game. The opening kickoff in the second half, the Bills kicked it to the Texans, and the Texans return man, I think, caught it in. Like touched it and left the ball in the end zone or something. Something weird happened and Buffalo grabbed it. And Buffalo had like a 16-point lead or something. And and immediately one of the refs like signals touchdown. And out of the blue, and I'll never forget this, and most people don't remember it, two referees with headsets on that weren't refing the game and black hats ran out onto the field corrected the referees and told them the rule and ran off the field. And NF, the NFL has scrubbed that from that game if you find it online. And I wish I could find the original footage. And people are going to be like, Mike, you're crazy. No, I'm not. Because a buddy of mine on Twitter tweeted it out. He was like, we're just going to act like two dudes with black hats and black gloves and, bl- and a headset didn't just run out there and tell them bullshit. This is not what it's going to be. And it's a touchback. And it really wasn't supposed to be that. And it, I'm telling you, man, it was it was it was weird. What's weirder is it's not on the game footage online anymore on like YouTube or anything on, on the NFL channel. 
And I wish I could find the original footage of that game. Okay. And I, I can't. It's the damnedest thing I've you, ever seen. Would, would it, I, I believe you. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm saying I'm saying most people, when I tell them about that, they don't believe that the footage has been removed when the dudes ran out on the field and corrected it. And I'm okay, like, do no. Do you think DeMar is alive? Oh, come on. Now, that's just stupid talk. <laughs> I can't stay. Like, bro, I remember we had a discussion one time about, like, believing everything is a work and and staying grounded and not just going full on whack job that people who get or like that they're just full on whack job like well we have fun on here talking about everything being a work and like it's it's fun we're we're, we entertain ourselves but man these people who just it's just good stuff yeah no damar hamlin that's not really him he really died that's somebody else what they cloned people him? Have, what are you people talking have about? too much free time on their hands. Now, oh, somebody God, else yeah. who has too much free time is Travis Kelsey, who, first of all, after the game, when Pat Mahomes is trying to thank God, <laughs> is over there cutting a promo and this not being Burroughs' house, my ass, and all this shit, and then goes to the trophy presentation and cuts a rock promo, and we're just, we're just here to convince the people that – there ain't no line between wrestling and football, Bruh, They don't. They don't. It doesn't matter anymore. It's. Hold on. Here it is. I, I appreciate you. How about this beautiful trophy, huh? Hey, I got some wise words for that Cincinnati mayor. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. You gotta fight for your right. Bro, he just he's just lathering up the marks, man. <laughs> just, like that is, Do we think this isn't wrestling? I'm sorry. <sighs> Not sure why I mean, the Beastie Boys came in, but here's the thing: I didn't I didn't have a sense of which way Uncle Roger was leaning for the for the Super Bowl. Um. All I can say is go Chiefs. Well, of course you're going to say that. One other thing about I think I uh, speak Kel- for all good-hearted people of all races, colors, ethnicities, gender, pronouns, whatever you got. I think I speak for all of us when I say go Chiefs. Okay, you're convinced of that. Everybody wants the Chiefs to win. So let me ask a question. I asked you. A few I didn't years say ago. everybody. I said good-hearted people. <laughs> good-hearted. Let me ask you a question. First off, Iron Sheik said Travis Kelsey know his know who is the jabroni, Bubba. <laughs> For real. Um. So let me ask you a question. Given the choice between the Chiefs, I'm sorry, the Eagles winning the Super Bowl in the end of humanity, like we discussed years ago. Uh, who are you going with? Or wh- which option are you going with? The the, the Eagles winning the Super Bowl or the what end of humanity? We need, what we what we would need in this scenario is for the aliens to come down and out of their <laughs> spaceship produce a large enough Burger King walk in for all of us to go into and take care of our business. Jesus Christ! So he so he wants the end of humanity again, is what he's saying. You don't like Jalen Hurts uh, either, do you? There are some 
Ian Riccoboni is a, is a Philadelphia Eagles fan. You do yeah, that, it, right? it's a real big character flaw from that guy. Who uh, from all other <laughs> from all other Christ. accounts, you know, he went on the AEW him and Caprice, the best wrestling booth in the business, and did a phenomenal job of honoring their friend and colleague, you know, Jay Briscoe, with calling that match. And, and you you see some of his social media activity and things he does, and you're like, man, he's a good guy. And then you say, but he's an Eagles fan. Uh, wow. Nobody's perfect, bro. No one. He's he's a listener of ours and a good Everybody's person. A and, and that's Wow. Supports yeah. us, listener of us, uh, and this is how you treat him. I didn't tell him to stop listening. I just told him to get his act together when it comes to the football. So what are your thoughts about our friend Philip Allen, man? He's an Eagles fan. <laughs> I think we've litigated that already in the past. <laughs> you know... <laughs> Are you you're you are you're you're insulting the great Phil Allen, huh? It's got to be done. I mean that that is that's where we're at now. That dirty, these, you are dirty. These, these criminals oh, and God. psychopaths and illiterate pricks have made the, the Super Jesus. God. Wow. Well, well, what was that the lady used to say when I? Well, you're you're. Yeah. She would get upset. Hey, look, I can't help it, I, and I can't force Rick Bonnie to root for anybody. I'm just saying, it's a vilta, it's a poor taste. It is. It just is. And you mm. know who the biggest jabroni of all is? If we're going to use those words, you know who it Ooh. is, because you were saying on that. You said this guy's got nuclear heat. Is their coach? Mr. Philadelphia over there on the sideline. He is the walking epitome of the trash that lives in that city. He's not even from Philly. I know, but he's figured it out. Well, you you are going to swing in the Burger King cooler if these dudes win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Look. Mahomes has all the tricks, man. He's going to lay down on the field and like shoot a football out of his ass like a good Ty, Ty Hooker shooting ping pong balls out of her twat in some bar in Phuket. So he's got this on lockdown. He's got two weeks to get a new ankle, and he's going to be just fine. Okay, so this show is going to air just a few days before the Super Bowl. Um, you know, That's we great. So who? So uh, give me your prediction. The Chiefs. Okay. Um. By, I mean, what's the, what do you think as the score is going to be? As many as I can get, dude. You want to see them blow them out is what you're saying. A hundred to nothing. Wow. Okay. Um, no, if I, I'll think about this for next time, but I do think that in all reality, the Chiefs are a good five to six points better than the Eagles. I realize. I'll think about what that looks like. I realize you're going to think about this for next time. The problem is next time we record – in real time, the Super Bowl wouldn't have been played, but not in real time. Um, or I don't know how I'm explaining it. By the time we record the next show, the Super Bowl wouldn't have been played, but it's going to air after the Super Bowl is played. That's why I'm they asking for the, your prediction. They, I just look. They got the Phillies as fav- Philly as favorites. Of course, dude. They lost one game this year with Jalen Hurts at quarterback. But who did they beat? That? Dude, they beat the Giants, and that. Who'd they beat? They beat you. One time with our backup quarterback. Okay. 
And y'all beat their backup. So what is that saying? We were dead even. We didn't get a chance to break that tie. Right, right, right. So if Dallas would have won, but you didn't. Hey, dude. We did win. We did win this weekend. We got rid of Wonder Boy. All right. Hope um, springs eternal. <laughs> and and <laughs> even I had to laugh at that last one. <laughs> and you got your draft picks today. Yeah, I knew that was going to happen. I mean, this is a matter of time. One, two, and a three. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, actually, yeah, I mean, you know, we knew it was going to happen. I I mean, that... Russ, dude, is he going to let Russ cook? That's a good question. Sometimes I wonder how they'll mix. I mean, the only similarity between Russ and Breeze is their height. And, I mean, but, like, I used to hear comparisons about Russ and Breeze, and I'm like... I think they're a lot different. I don't think they're that similar. I didn't either. Yeah. Outside of their height. But I used to hear people com- compare them and like, I just don't see it. I think Russ is a different quarterback. I mean, his escapability breeze doesn't have that. Um, so I don't know, man. Um, something was definitely wrong this year with Russell Wilson. I don't know if it was, it was an injury. I don't know if it was an injury plus the coaching situation. I don't know, but something was off in Mr. Lesby. Great. Last year was just terrible, but we'll see. Well, I mean, obviously they were so bad. There's no way they don't do. They don't. They don't have a better record next year. If they don't have a better record next year with Sean Payton as their coach, then something is really wrong in that organization. Yeah. Horribly wrong. I like to poke fun at you, but that's a true statement. The yeah. other thing that's a true statement, and this is what we can close football on. No matter what happens at the Super Bowl, you can be sure it's going to be booked for maximum excitement. Oh hell yeah! Goodell's in their ears, bro. Don't think he ain't. Oh, oh. I mean, uh, oh. I mean, so that, we've that, been practicing all these storylines all year long, but this is the payoff. I can't believe they didn't they didn't book the Bills, man. I think the Bengals hot shot the territory week before last. Yeah, I really think that's what happened, man. The Bills like are I, too reckless. Yeah. All right, man. Um, you ready to talk some Saturday night so I can get this video version going? Yeah, I feel like I had a spotlight or something, but I completely Oh shoot, it. I'm glad you said that. Um you did have a spotlight and I can't remember exactly what it was, but I do need to mention a couple of five-star reviews on Podcast Addict. So, uh the first one came from In Stereo 42 and uh he left this well, over a week ago, but we hadn't done a main show in some time in real time. He said, I would give a Melter seven stars if I could. Found this podcast when listening to old JC podcasts. Excellent Smoky Mountain Wrestling shows. Uh, now starting on the WCW uh, from 2017. Quality comedy and one-liners non-PC is all good. And another one from the Vagina Whisperer. I'm Come telling on. you it's what it is on Podcast Attic. Come I'm on. not making this up. This is this person's uh, handle. Vagina Whisperer Five Star says, Hopper is the greatness I need every Thursday night. And him reviewing Southeastern Championship Wrestling would be a dream come true. Almost a Smoky Mountain redo. BTT continues to be the only podcast in my library. No doc required, which I think was hilarious and uh, upset doc. And I know who your Docaholic Spotlight was for. Do you want me to remind you? You were going to give the doc spotlight because... 
uh, two weeks ago or whatever, whenever it was, we were reviewing an episode where the executioner took black blood's place. And I mentioned to you that the executioner um, was none other than someone we should have known, Killer Kyle. How did we find that out? Ian Riccoboni tweeted. Who's his favorite football team? <laughs> so you were going to give him the spotlight, but now you're going to tell me you're not going to give him a spotlight because he's an Eagles fan. I'd say you have correctly figured all this out. Well, I'm going to give him the Mike Maniac spotlight. How's that sound? You're going to give him three Michael J- Michael Vick jerseys? <laughs> sure. And and a picture, an 8 by 10 of you standing next to the Brass Nucks trophy. That sounds great. Are you going to sign it? Yeah, I'll sign it for him, too. Or, or are you going to have Rod Price sign it? Did you, win, did you take that trophy <laughs> off for Rod Price? I don't know, but I found out some information in the last uh, – Last week or so about Rod Price and PN News that I didn't put two and two together because Rod's never told them stories in front of, told me PN News stories in front of me. You know their friends. Would you like to share anything with the people now that you have an audience? So I I really had completely gotten about PN News being in the Baldies um, towards the end of ECW. Um, I even just completely blew past because I kind of checked out on ECW at that point that news was in ECW. And um, um, Rick Beebe, a few others, Mike Pru, they all had mentioned on Twitter or social media at some point, I want to say, you know, that he was in ECW. So him and Rod were in ECW together. And so I'm texting with Rod last week and we're talking about non-wrestling stuff. And I go, when's the last time you talked to PN News? Last week, brother. You talked to PN News last week. Yep. So you talk to him often? Oh yeah. Okay. Then he then he texts me a screenshot of News's Facebook. He's like, shoot him a message. I got you, brother. Oh I'm like, no. I'm like, all right. Well, I mean, okay. So I haven't messaged News yet, but why not? I just haven't. The oh. problem is he just did another shoot interview and it's online and I don't want to ask him the same questions like right at this moment. Um, Let me draw up some questions. Come up with First some questions. Question, were you behind the beat on purpose or was this was this uh, just because you were a terrible rapper? Bruh, honest to God, listening to the interview or the shoot interview that he did recently, I love that dude even more. Okay. On that particular note, Doc, I don't think we have anything else. We've been rolling for some time, and we got a two-hour episode to review. Jeez, so let's get into here? it. I don't know what happened to Harper either. Jesus Christ, where's he at? He just I told you this tonight. was coming. I told you this was going to happen this morning. I told you. Well, we, at least we got started early with our pre-show stuff. Anyway, all right. So here we are. We're talking September the seventh, nineteen ninety-one. Once again, August the thirty-first was preempted. There was no episode, and it was due to Braves baseball. So here we are for the seventh. Um, this show, uh, was taped August the 12th. Most of what you see in this show was taped August the 12th of 1991 outside of a couple things from the Georgia mountain center. 1500 people are in attendance. Uh, Jr. in the first match is going to tell us that they turned away a couple hundred people at the door 
The opening of the show is actually cut off from the copy we have, so we head straight to the ring for the full two-hour edition of WCW Saturday Night on TBS. The first match is the Freebirds, who are the current U.S. Tag Team Champions versus the Patriots. Now, real quick, uh, this one is for the U.S. Tag Titles, and the reason I say real quick is I want to say Doc and I reviewed a match on The Clash that was very stupid with these two teams because The Clash... This match you're seeing here was taped before The Clash. So we reviewed a match that aired on The Clash that meant nothing. The belts weren't on the line or nothing. So Doc and I were mad about that during The Clash. You can listen to our last Clash, which came out last week, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Become a patron. Get access to The Clash, all our pay-per-views. Look, man, there's like 400-plus episodes available on Patreon you can enjoy. tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. No ads. None of that bull crap like a lot of podcasts do. Not all, but a lot. You can just support us and uh, and keep enjoying your ad shows with no ads on it. Um, and that's your way of thanking us for no ads. Doc, uh, let me go to you. They waste a lot of time in the beginning of this thing on basic stuff, but what do you have? Oof, Oof that's it? Oof. Well, I don't want to watch this. Oh, this was better than the Clash one. The Clash one, at least, at least we have some belts on the line here. I guess. You, but I don't you care. guess? I don't Why care. Why don't you care? Here, don't here, care? Here's, here's the problem. The Freebirds need a break. They need to go somewhere else for a while and then come back. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I, I can't disagree. I mean, they've been. We kind of just. I don't even know if they need to go. They need. They need to go somewhere. They just. They just need to take a seat for. You know, sit. Get off a of TV for a month or two. Go home and drink a battleship's worth of whiskey. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know. Lots of arms, working arms early, slow start. I started fast forward. Uh, it it that's why I said it was it was a very like the start of this thing. They're just doing a lot of basic wrestling. It's nothing fancy. Just kind of just like they're not wasting time, but they're they're stretching. They're stretching it out. That's the best way to describe it. But uh, but the crowd. Like, you know, headlock, takeover, tackles, like the crowd is into it. You can't, that's the thing about it when you say, well, they're kind of just wasting time. The crowd is really cheering, they're into it. Now, it's the Georgia Mountain Center. Whenever this place is packed, it is loud. So, I mean, that's to be fair. But the crowd is into it. I mean, you know, Hayes and Garvin, they're doing their hot dog, but they're also bumping for the Patriots and everybody's enjoying it. Um, there was a Freebird suck chant, which is something because in this building, we don't always get Freebird suck chant. We get, you know, Free birds, free birds. So it's it's weird from that point of view too. Um, do you have anything, or would you like me to head towards the finish of it? This went about sixteen minutes. It was it was fairly in depth. Like <laughs> they ate up a they ate up a, a nice quarter of an hour here for sure. That's for damn sure. So with the finish, eventually uh, Jimmy Garvin heads to the top rope for a big move, but Chip goes and catches Garvin. Throws him off the top rope. That leaves Firebreaker Chip 
with time to make the hot tag to Todd Champion. Uh, the ref is trying to say no to the tag, but whatever. All four guys end up in the ring. Garvin has Chip for a DDT, but I believe Champion hits Garvin with a big twisting elbow. And the Patriots, Firebreaker Chip and Todd Champion win the belts when Chip pins Jimmy Garvin. Doc, you, I'm curious. Do you think the wrong team won or not? No. The Freebirds shouldn't need U.S. titles to be over. I totally agree. So while I'm not the hugest Patriots fan in the world, they probably do need them, and so that's okay. Do you see the crowd? Look at the crowd react to them winning. Well, they got to see a title change. Not only that, they're loud. I mean, it's not like they're just not sitting on their asses and hands and, you know. I'm sure Javorski is doing the BK thing watching this because he really likes to wank to Hayes and Garvin all the time and Why? this isn't going to sit well with him in his crank session so thoughts Why? and prayers to that freaking moron what a jabroni such why an would idiot you, why would you do that to yourself while watching Dude. men wrestle uh, that's his thing I mean hey bro look <laughs> I, what's that old cornet saying for the people that like that type of thing that's the type of thing those people like well there you go okay yeah. All right. So we go to it's commercial. It's not making me do anything or costing me money. So that's it. We go to commercial, and there's an ad for Child's Play 3. I didn't even remember that they had a third one. I remember a second one, but not a third the one. The second one was pretty bad, too. You know, the first one is something else, though, when you watch it these days. My wife's into, like, you know, horror movies. I think they're dumb. Oh, really? Yeah. She, yeah. I mean, she married me. What do you expect, you know? Um, I think they're pretty dumb. Like, I don't know. I just I just don't get into them. I think there's no entertainment in most of them. But when you watch, like, those horror movies from back then, or even earlier, they're like comedy now. It's like, what the... It's like, seriously? It was a doll. Just punt the son of a bitch. Well, it's got a knife. Okay. Wear steel toed boots when you punt the bitch. <laughs> yeah. Let's keep moving. The Diamond Stud is taking on Kenny Kendall. There's a promo before the match from the Stud. Stud talks to the kids and tells them he is their role model because you want to be like me when you grow up. You know what time it is? Stud time. Boy, he came a long way with his promos. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Um, where's uh, was, <laughs> Where's DDP? Uh, not with him. So just let's kind of watch and cover the event okay, and see stop. what happens. Right there, stop. Hold on, I don't have my hand on the thing. Wait a second. I need a crowd shot there. I am. I'm gonna pause when I go back to it. You know, you could keep going. Okay. okay. Stop. All right, go ahead. They're not of age. So, I'm not talking about either one of them, and you hush. Okay. Oh, oh, hush, menace. Oh, hush, my Mikey. I watched this on my phone. So it's a small okay. screen. And I thought that that dude between the two young girls, the two school age girls. Yes. Behind was wearing a shiny space space suit shirt. And I was like, what the fuck is this guy doing? And I thought maybe he was a, an alien way back then. But I can see that's just a normal asshole shirt. Just <laughs> some shit he bought at Sears or, you know. Kmart. 
Were you? Are you drunk right now? Because I that looked nothing like that. No, I watched it on my. Like I said, I watched it on my phone. Okay. Well, yeah, it's a just a regular looking stupid polo. Just from, a just a fucking asshole shirt. You know, nine twelve ninety nine from Kmart. Yeah, that's it. I could wear this to the wrestling matches and pull some ass. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> The Diamond Stud wins quickly with the uh, Diamond Death Drop, a.k.a. the Razor's Edge. I got nothing else from it. 24 minutes. 24 minutes. Let's see. So we're at 20. You're going. Right now, I'm not sure how you're going, but you're going, kid. Come on. We're going. Uh, That guy did not know what was coming. So. We're here now, right? Video version. Patrons can see this and watch it with us. TinyURL.com slash Patreon BTT. Sign up. You won't regret it. Best money you could spend on classic wrestling, in my personal opinion. But DD, not DDP, the stud has this guy laying across the top rope as the stud is on the second rope. And, and he's trying to pick him up. But if you watch, Doc, the guy won't let go of the top rope or the terminal. Would you? <laughs> Look at him. Look, he's he's be, like, you see how I'd he's hooked on, on it? too. He doesn't want to let it go. And Scott Hall says, screw you, bro. We're going. And he just muscles him over. And then he's pissed. He kicks him in the head, which. He did. Yeah. He didn't know. He had no clue what was happening there. So he didn't know what to do. Um, Diamond Stud wins, though. Anything else? No. He he did get kicked in his head for his troubles. Yeah, he sure did. All right, Doc. So we go to commercial. We come back from commercial. And it is time for Paul Lee from the WCW Control Center. Look at that phone. It's looking pretty high tech for 1991. It's still a cordless, <laughs> but it's not as it's not as big of a brick as a. We're working as, here, brother. Yeah, it's still a cordless though. I mean, come on. All right, so we got Paul E from the WCW Control Center. Did anybody? But nobody knew better back then, right? Nobody knew better because nobody that, had that enough was... experience with cellular phones to know that they'd be any different than wireless phones look i didn't i I mean i don't think i got in my hands a mobile cellular telephone until 1999 yeah i was about to say it was the late 90s 99 yeah maybe 2000 it was it was about 99 you didn't want to get one the last part of 1999 because you didn't want to get y2k in it and mess it all up that was the least of my concerns with a telephone, but um, I didn't want the bill because back then, you, you minutes weren't free. I mean, you literally it was literally metered. I mean, you you could Look only talk this. so long. Bam. So, um, but no, I think uh, people. I don't know, man. There's no such thing as cell. I mean, there were cell phones back then, but you had to carry around a big old case with you. So no, like a nuclear like, football. Yeah. So anyway, Paul E. throws to the finish of August 25th, 1991 with Luger and Simmons for the world title from the Omni, where there were shenanigans from Hughes and Simmons. Uh, Simmons ends up getting pile-driven on a chair. Luger wins by pin thanks to outside interference. Barry Windham, as you can see in the video version as you're watching with us, runs down to the ring, though, and he tries telling Bill Alfonso, who's the referee here, so Fonzie's the ref, there was interference, but then... Wyndham ends up getting triple teamed by Luger, Race, and Hughes, and he gets laid out and busted open. The Omni, I mean, you really can't tell from the from the audio, but it didn't seem very loud that night. I did look up the attendance, 
and it, there were 5,000 people there that night, but uh, they just didn't seem loud for this when Barry came out to save Ron after Ron was pile driven on the chair. Uh, Doc, any notes from this before I continue with the rest of what Paulie had to say? I thought it was good. I liked it. I just wonder how much of this is. Uh, this is the main event, and I'm programmed to see Ric Flair, and I don't see Ric Flair. You're talking about you, your individual view of it. No, I'm talking about the crowd there and why they wouldn't be as into it. I thought this was fine. I thought oh, I got was you. good here, and I thought they did a good job. Yeah, I thought it, I liked it. You know, I mean, look, it's the age-old adage, Luger can't defeat Simmons. He needs help, and then he pile drives him on a chair. Yeah. So I, I liked it. I thought this was good. And, I mean, it's continuing what we've been seeing and, you know, going to build up Ron for going for the world title. So I, I, I thought it was fine. Uh, Paulie then covers what happens at the clash that we just reviewed on Patreon. So check that out by signing up tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT to see what went down there. There was a contract signing uh, with Luger and Simmons. And um, there was also Missy doing or attempting to do another locker room interview and getting disrupted. Since we just reviewed that on Patreon, though, Doc, I'm going to keep on moving. Can't talk about it here. We're not allowed contractually. Um, from the from the office to uh, discuss such matters on this channel. So we'll keep moving. We then go to we commercial. Got a, we, com- got a, we got a uh, memo about that. Did you see that from the office telling us to stop doing that? I did. I did. It, yeah, it came from the internal offices of BTT. Sure did. It was something about how we're too generous in giving away some of the things that we talk about for just the patrons to the freeloaders and that that needs to stop post haste. <laughs> yeah. It came from, um, it came from Sasha, right? That was what you told me. No, I, I don't know where we get these memos from, to be honest. I just obey them. Comes from the man in the high castle. All right. That's a great series on prime, by the way, I've been watching it what? when I work out. Who? Great series. Great series. No, what you need to watch, sir. I don't need to do show. shit. No, no, you do. You need to watch this show called The Bear. No. Just I'm gonna no. Keep... No. No, okay. The Z-Man, Chris Zoncha, is wrestling Rick ass. Jones. This is the match where I thought to myself, this crowd will pop for anything because the Z-Man is getting cheers. Uh, Rick Jones takes the Z-Man to the brink. They gave this bullshit eight long ass minutes. Holy crap! I can't doc. Uh, this, we do this. F- uh, this enhancement talent. He had a little something here. Look at this. Uh, he showed some charisma, man. I got. I get him. Yeah. Give him credit. He looks very like just normal. Like you know, he just looks like a little, maybe a little frumpy. But yeah, he he, he, he had a little attitude. He did. He hey, had a little attitude. Speaking of uh, entertaining enhancement talent, did you see not too long ago that Mike Jackson wrestled on Impact? Yeah, he's he's still kicking, bro. Good for him. Yeah, earning a paycheck. Seventy three. He he he's in good shape too. It's not like he's you know he doesn't look bad. You know what I mean? You tell Harper to stop bumping into the mic like that. Bumping into what? 
No, nothing. Oh, like you uh, just did that? Yeah. I don't know what's wrong with you tonight. <laughs> I'm out of sorts. I'm getting worried. I mean, I'm shocked. Like we are now an hour and ten minutes past normal time, so I'll, I I kind of get worried ice. when I don't hear from her. It was eighty degrees in New Orleans today. Oh, bold scratch that then. Why is Zink wearing a belt? That's the six man titles. Why is Zink wearing a belt? <laughs> <laughs> I think he's six man champions at this time with Dustin. Yeah, it's Dustin. They Kim, need to cut and, that trophy uh, into thirds and let them all carry that. Look at this. It's, just the we're just not with it. The people. Get the fuck out of here. Well, I got to play this promo from Zinc and Jr. Real quick after the match. Well, Zinc hits a cross body, and Zonch's favorite wrestler wins. And then we go to a promo afterwards. Here it is. Thank you very much, Paul. And as we were mentioning, the Z-Man currently ranked number 10 in the world. You're also a part of the world six-man tag team champions. But I know that ultimately you have to have your sights set on the undisputed world's heavyweight champion, the total package Lex Luger. That's right, Jim Ross. That's the reason why I came to world championship wrestling in quest of the gold. And now the champ... Lex Luger, the total package, whom I used to be, I say used to be a friend of. You know, I don't know what kind of a man he is. I don't know what he's up to. He went out, he hired a bodyguard, seven-time world champion Harley Race as a manager, and he turned his back on everyone here in world championship wrestling that supported him for the last four or five years. Luger turned his back on everyone. But you know something, Jim Ross? The Z-Man stands for everything you don't, Luger. Because I represent the people, and we're all after you, champ, Luger. We're all after you. Because what you stand for, little man, just doesn't go with some of us here in World Championship Wrestling. Thanks, thanks very much. Great comments. Very, very uh, succinct comments from the Z-Man. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back. In just a moment, the seven foot, three hundred twenty-five pound Oz is next on TBS. Bruh, this dude's delusional, man. He wasn't that bad there. Jr. says, "I have to believe you are after the world champion Lex Luger." Well, it's also not a great compliment if Jim Ross calls him succinct when it's over. I, I, I got nothing. I, he wasn't that bad. I can't take that serious, bro. I, th what am I supposed to take serious about that? Jesus, Lord. World champion? Are we serious here? This is what we're doing now? Well, he's, he's already he got a title on. A six-man title. Yeah. That means nothing. Oh. It's got a belt. Sure. I got a belt, too. That don't make me a champion. I, I got nothing. I can't. I can't. I can't take that promo seriously. We'll keep moving. Oz is wrestling Jamie McKinnon. So we're three and a half months into this Oz debut, and I can't believe we're still going with this. Uh, and it's going to go on for more months. That's the funny part. I I, I got nothing, Doc. Um, sidewalk slam. Oz wins by pin. I mean, the crowd has and no reaction. My notes. 
Why is he Oz? And why do we care? What's the point of all this? I don't know, man. It's not good. And the sad part is like, we know what he becomes. You know, we, we know the finished product of Kevin Nash. And he did get over. And, but right now, it's hard knowing what, what he ends up being. Like, okay, here, here's, here's, here's one thing I'll say. You look at the diamond stud, right, where he is now, and you're like, eh, it's fine. But you don't think to yourself, oh, my God, it's so terrible. But with Oz, you look at him right now, and you're like, this is terrible. This is dumb. So that's that's my point of reference. I'm not you you got two similar trajectories and I know it's unfair to say that kind of in a way cuz Scott Hall had been in the wrestling business for quite some time at, by this point. Right. My my but from a gimmick standpoint, they're both pretty new to the promotion and it's just like this gimmick is just I, terrible I think, on this dude. I think they had more money in the Gator Scott Hall gimmick than they did the Diamond Stud, but the Diamond Stud was the gateway to Razor, so it worked. In That's true, too. A lot of this Vinny Vegas Oz Master Blaster is just, we have a big, big dude that cuts it. You know, he ain't great, but he's not El Gigante, but we have, don't have a single clue what to do with him. That's what's amazing. I think you hit the nail on the head. It's like they don't know what to do with him. They got a big, massive-ass dude who, I mean, he's not, like, built. He's not built like a brick shithouse, but he's a big bastard, right? I mean, these dudes, they, they, guys like Kevin Nash, they, they're, they're not a dime a dozen. They're not just sitting on every street corner for you to bring into wrestling. Like a lot of big lanky guys, they're not really coordinated. They're kind of awkward. He's seven foot tall, and you can't teach that. Yeah, I mean he—that's what I'm saying. He's—he's he's a big man, and there's so, like you can see there's something there, even though he's young as a professional wrestler right now. There is something there. The problem is, hey, hey, if we're gonna get behind and go crazy over El El Gigante, then there's no reason not to do the same for this fella. Yeah, and I guess Elegante was just so damn big, but I don't know, man. It's just dumb. Uh, he he wins. Oz wins. Uh, we then after Oz wins, we go run through the top ten again. I, I'm I don't want. I'm gonna sound like a broken record, so I'm gonna skip it. Only thing I'll say is Elegante has ranked at four, and Stone Cold. I'm sorry, Stunning Steve Austin is five, and that's just uh, egregious and stupidity. Um, so yeah, I got nothing from it. Uh, we then go to um, Kevin Sullivan versus Lynn Fields. Now, Sullivan just beats the piss out of Lynn Fields. I mean, he does everything but crack him upside the head with a wooden chair like he did Jeff Daniels in Smoky Mountain and bust his head open. Took about, what, uh, 20 seconds for him to get outside the ring? Yeah, it didn't take long. Um, he puts Fields – bro, he puts Fields in the trio woe. I'm going to try to get to it here. So that, Man, uh, that always looks – I don't know how bad it is in real life, but it always looks hard to take. I – as long as the guy, the person doing it doesn't hit you in the balls, you're fine. 
you're just real prone yeah if if they're catching you in the gut um you can take it if they it depending on how tall they are like sullivan if you notice he's catching them in the gut as he hangs there uh if it's somebody who's taller they'll catch you in the thighs and the meat of your thighs can take a beating so it's not it's not bad but sullivan's short bro so he he could catch you in the nuts, man, and that would hurt, bro. That that that's the thing about that move, bro. You cannot protect your freaking sack. Right. It's just sitting there waiting to get crunched. My note here was this was about as Ron Garvin as we've seen in a long time. Yeah, especially when Sullivan does that stomp when he jumps and just stomps on your chest and stomach. Yeah. yeah. No thanks, brother. I'll pass. <laughs> All right. Um, any other thoughts before I keep going? No, it was good to see Sullivan back in the ring. We haven't seen that in quite some time. Yeah. So keeping it moving, we got the enforcers. Got to listen to them. Here it is. You know, when Arn Anderson and myself first put ourselves together and call ourselves the enforcers, we knew between him and I that it was time for the world to look at the two last real men on the face of the entire planet. And for those of you who are not blind, you can see the proof of our trials and tribulations. You can see the finale of all our experience and finesse. You can see the product of the two toughest people left on the face of the earth, the undisputed heavyweight tag team champions of the world and from now on we're going to show the world it is time for this generation of robotized sheep to face reality it is time for the enforcers steiner you and kazmaier as good as you are have to realize sheer power without discipline turns into chaos we had a game plan Everyone said we couldn't do it. We stuck to our game plan. We took our knocks. We took a tremendous beating, but that's the kind of man you are. But the bottom line is we hung into the end and the better men won, period. I mean, Larry Zbysko wasn't bad there, but Arn, Jesus. Not at all. Now, that's why how you say it's more important than what do you say? Because what's robotized sheep? But I knew what he meant, and it made sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was a misspeak, but it was fine. Arn, what did he say? Power without discipline is chaos? Steiner, I wrote this down because it was just so good. Steiner, you and Kaz Meyer, as good as you are, pure power without discipline turns it into chaos. Whoa. <laughs> that's that's Somebody... a lie. Oh man. He gets the Rolex, man. I'm giving him a Rolex right now. I'm giving I got it to. Man. We I'll, we let this dude leave the promotion. That's the sad part for some time. Luckily we got him back. And when we got him back, we we sent away his uh best friend. Yeah. Oh, man. 
That was uh, any. Did you have anything? I mean, like it speaks for itself. But that line was just phenomenal. Do you have anything uh, else from it? No, that I mean, it's hard to. There's not a lot to say about it when he said it. So, so after that promo, um, you know, they are the world tag team champions. Just for the record, Zabisco um, and R and R, they take on Scott Sandlin and I didn't even get the second person's name. And uh, it, I guess it probably goes, it goes a few minutes, but they dominated them. Um, they're working Sandlin's leg and knee. Eventually, Arn gets him in the leg hole of sorts, and Sandlin gives up. And Arn was using Larry Zabisco as leverage, so they cheated. But whatever. Um, it's kind of an uneventful match, but, I mean, it's because they just beat down the, the team. I mean, I don't know what else you were going to get from this. Doc, did you have any thoughts on this? Yeah. Heyman had a great line. What do you say? This is a team in the Enforcers that has wrestling covered from A to Z. <laughs> That's pretty fucking good. <laughs> That's good. Literally. Literally. Yeah. yeah, that's phenomenal. Man, these two are a hell of a team. They really cut good. Pro- the thing is, you know, they cut good promos together. They kind of have it all, in my opinion. Maybe just a manager, but we'll see what we can do there. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I, I would. Well, right. I, I, I'm, when I say have it all, I mean, as a duo, like for two guys who haven't wrestled together forever, you know. Just seasoned pros, know what they're doing. Zabisco's promos are different than Arn's, but they're really good. Yeah. And I, it's what I enjoy most about it. But they win as they should over the enhancement talent, so no no big surprise there. We then go to a match with Barry Windham versus Snake Watson. Um, Doc, I might have gone a little bit too far here. Well, what do you have from this one? Oh, what, what? What are you saying? Wyndham is just dealing with you. Wyndham is so good at everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he doesn't hit, do nothing. He <laughs> hits nothing he does ropes. is bad. He hits the ropes like Shawn Michaels hit the ropes when everybody considers Shawn Michaels to be at his height of powers. I remember the first time one of the first, con- not first conversations we had, but one of the first times you told me that about a wrestler, you said, you're like, who do you think hits the ropes the best? I was like, I don't know. I mean, I never really kind of thought about it, but then you start looking at it and you see guys who Watch really it. just, yeah, here he goes. Just bam, lays into that cable. And it's something, man. It's something when a guy really hits him hard, especially in the W like, the 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 real ropes in the WWF they give, in my opinion, more than the cable does in the traditional like WCW ring or you know all the Southern territories that you saw back in the day. Right. The cable the cable gives. Don't get me wrong, but it doesn't give as much as the the actual rope rope like you see in WWF. And Barry lays across it though as as good as anyone. Um, so now we're in the middle of this match with Snake Watson, and out comes Mr. Luger. Yes. So do you want to you want to work towards the finish, or you got you got something else? I thought I just did. Okay, I, I, that's what I was asking. I didn't I didn't know if you want to say anything before I went through it. So Wyndham hits Watson with a back elbow. Watson's going to fly out the ring, and Luger then hits the ring like Doc said with Race and Hughes. And Luger jumps Wyndham from behind. They are just 
beating down Barry Windham on the outside. The mats on the floor, this is a good visual. This is why it's cool when you got the mats. Because while I'm not a proponent of mats, it's something because the mats are there and you pull them up. Like that visual of, oh, we're going to pull the mats up and do some damage to this person. So the mats come up and they face plant Wyndham. God, Wyndham flew with the ring so good right there. They face plant Wyndham onto the concrete floor. And Simmons comes out to help Wyndham. And now they're attacking Simmons too. A handful of enhancement talent also come out. But Barry's out cold and we go to commercial. Doc, let me ask you a question. Do you agree? Like, I'm not a big, like, I think Bill Watts like, oh, we're taking the mats up. Whatever, dude. It's The visual of the mats being pulled up and then a guy's head being slammed into it, to me, that makes what they did to him that much more heinous. Do you agree? I think if you're trying to work, you can use anything. I don't think it matters. Right. I think they they used it well, but you don't have to have them or need them. But if they're there, let's use them. That's anything, though. My point, my point was because they're there, and you pull them back and slam his head into them, or hit, slam his head into the concrete instead of the mat because you remove the mat. That makes it that much oh, more yeah, impactful. Oh yeah, this is great. What they did, they used the they used the props correctly. Yeah, sure. This is good. So Barry's now busted open. We go. We're gonna go to commercial. Uh, when we come back, I'm trying to get through it. When we come back from commercial, uh, Jr. says Wyndham is they, receiving. Here's the thing: they got to be careful here. They can't just devastate and perpetrate all the violence on Ron Simmons for the fear of a lot of. How we viewed race in 1991 in the South. So, them being able to take it out on Wyndham and Simmons kind of covers their bases. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Like the throwing Wyndham into this mix is is a good thing. The way they're doing it, right? Gotcha. So we come back from commercial. Jr. says Wyndham is receiving medical attention. Then they throw to a clip of Abdullah attacking Sting and Cactus Jack attacking Sting, coming out of the boxes. Uh, they say someone is paying men to attack Sting, but they don't know who. So they kind of speculate. Then we go to a Sting match. It's Sting versus Tim Fry. Now, Doc, uh, what do you have with Sting versus Tim Fry? Because Tim Fry is a funny looking fella. Um, it's the best way for me to describe him. Uh, your thoughts? He keeps trying to cheat at the beginning, and and <laughs> Sting won't let him. He's he's uh I don't know how to describe. We've seen this dude before. He reacts and he yells and he's kind of entertainment as he's kind of entertaining as an enhancement talent, and. You're right. He tries to cheat and Sting stops him and says, get in the ring. Let's do this fair and square. He's so kind of funny. Sting was actually pretty decent in this role. He's always decent. What are you talking no, about? No, 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 no. Oh, we about to see some stuff from Sting in a second. That is phenomenal. And then. Tremendous. Uh, yeah. Then. Here's the other thing I'm going to tell you. The people are with Sting here. 
I don't know why you say here. They they've been with him a lot. I know, but you're, people you're, are stupid. People are stupid, right? Okay, so the people, our listeners who like Sting, they're stupid. On that topic, yes. Ah, uh, uh-huh. see, there you go, hedging. I, I noticed how you, you you had to do some mental gymnastics. There. I didn't have to do anything. Oh bullshit! Yes, you did. Mental gymnastics. That's what you do, though. Any thoughts on Sting's match here? It, it, this Tim Fry dude is hilarious. Yeah, he ain't it was Paul a Lee, but he's funny. Than your than your normal, because they were doing something different, and I was I was okay with that. Yeah, he he. I found this dude to be just entertaining as all outdoors, and it was pretty damn good. Um, this thing ends. We get a stinger splash. Uh, followed by the Scorpion Deathlock. Doc, anything else before I uh, fast forward and get us to this? I don't know how to describe it, man. This is a pretty damn this ridiculous promo. Um, now, let me ask you. Yeah. We got another box. What's in the box? You seen seven yet? Nope. I ain't got time for that, man. You're watching some sci-fi show from seven years ago, but you don't have time to watch a cinema classic. First off, it just it just concluded within like the last year, so that's okay. bullshit. Okay, well, listeners, look, you you gotta help me out here and, and, and DM Mike. He's this is a great movie. <laughs> you think that is gonna? Is going to make me watch whatever this is you want me to watch? Well, maybe we'll do a, re- a patron review of it, you know? Mm. No? Okay. I tried everybody. He's going to just be stubborn about being a moron. <laughs> On that note, let's go to Sting now. This is tremendous. It's foul, but tremendous. More on it when we're uh, done. This no means bad. no. No means no. Jesus, Sting. Let's go to it now. Paulie's in the ring talking to Sting. Here with the most popular athlete in the history of world championship wrestling. And it appears to me, sir, as though you're not too appreciative of the gifts given to you by your benefactor. First, you get butchered by Abdullah. And secondly, you receive a Cactus Jack in the box. Oh, what a clever guy, Cactus Jack in the box. I got another one for you. How about Butcher Block? Okay, it's a big square thing. I don't care. Let me just get something straight with you, Polly. I like birthdays and I like Christmas and I like getting packages. Sir, excuse me. I don't mean to be disrespectful, but it appears to me as though you have yet another present awaiting for you inside that box right there. And I'll tell you, I didn't send it. See? Uh Uh-oh, we got a box. Well, this is getting a little bit too much. This is a third time that he has had a special delivery package delivered to him. Hey, hey, whoa, whoa. I'm not going near there. First, he's got to be very careful. First, it was Abdullah. Then it was Cactus Jack. What could be in this box? He's checking it out. What is it? What is it? 
my, it's not a monster. Oh, she looks like a real killer to me, man. Yeah. Would you like me to pause it for a second just I to get your really, thoughts on... really could have used Harper here. Oh, my God. I totally agree. Wherever the hell he's at, just, just stiff-arming us tonight and not even answering our text. Don't use the word stiff right now. Oh, um, I can use stiff. Okay. Well, this girl probably has a can of hairspray in that box back with her that she just got pulled out of. Goddamn we ozone have... layer still ain't recovered. No, it's still the, the ozone layer needs an IV. No. Um, we got ourselves a, a she's a Tracy, I bet. Tracy. Two E's. Right. Okay. Yeah. You want me to you want to continue and we'll continue? Well, from this side you can see a little, you know, that's a good healthy C cup, probably. Um, I'm not commenting on that right now. Okay. Yeah. So we've got a healthy young lady who is of age and is now being held by the hand by the stinger. Yeah, Sting has now moved to the outside of the ring, there where the box was. She came out the box. Sting is like, oh, what do we have here? So on that note, let's continue. A little bit bizarre here. Hey, wait a minute. She's kissing Sting. Is that a no? message for this big boy. Oh, she has a message. Hey, hold on, hold on, honey. Let me read this. It says, no matter where you are, no matter where you go, I'm watching you and wait till I get my hands on you again. Love your friend, Cactus Jack. Hold on a second. Let me just say one thing to Cactus Jack Abdullah the Butcher. Take a good look at me, six foot two, 250 pounds. I got spiked hair and I got paint on my face. In other words, I'm an easy guy to get a hold of. So if you want me, come and get me. And I got one more message for you too, sweetheart. And that's not the worst part. Slapped her on her ass. Send that one back to Cactus Jack and company. Getting a prize in the box like that. This is getting interesting. I want to find out who's behind. Box number one, Abdullah the Butcher. Box number two, Cactus Jack. Box number three, a special surprise for the Stinger. Who's behind it all? We'll find out perhaps after this. Well, he was right on one thing. It's getting interesting, Doc. You ever seen a you ever seen a video of a girl who could smoke a cigarette with her hoo ha? Unfortunately, yes. In the early days of the internet, <laughs> she should have shot a black scorpion out of hers just then. Wow. Okay. But that, this um, is the black scorpion all done over again, is it not? I kind of. I I've thought that as I'm watching this with the boxes. Yeah. It's now, like a different take on the Black Scorpion. I do agree. Now, he reached out and spanked this girl on the bottom, right? Oh, yeah. Now, you can't see him. Like, you can see him move his hand that way, but you don't actually see the hand slap her on the ass. But it is very much would appear that he slapped her on the ass. And he The didn't camera ask doesn't permission. fully catch it. He didn't ask for permission for a lot of things. Like, he, one, 
plants a big old kiss on her. Two, he, she turns around and he slaps her, and then he's like, this is getting interesting. And JR, I don't even remember what he said. Oh, well, look at that. Uh, yeah, you know, this is something. I mean, nobody expected looked, to see Sting get the second base tonight, but here we are. Right. Um. So she looks like a, she sounds like not looks. Okay, hold she's, on. Yeah. If he did that in twenty, if anybody did that in twenty twenty three wrestling, what would happen? That's a really good question because I mean. We're watching it with 2023 eyes, kind of looking at it like, oh boy, he would get canceled. But there was nothing crazy about what he just did through that lens. Yeah. I, you know, if it's portrayed as girlfriend, boyfriend on TV, I mean, we've seen, you know, what's his name? Uh, oh boy. Shit, he's from here. And I've had him on the show before. I can't even think of his name. Sammy. Sammy Guevara. Um, Yes, Simi Guevara. I mean, he's kissed his chick on TV and slapped her on the Tush Ty show. Conti? Is that her name? I don't know. What's her name? Ty Conti. You're using Cornette's name. <laughs> That's what you do. Pizzeria Uno. And <laughs> <laughs> That's how I know these people, dude. He doesn't, I swear he doesn't. to God, I watched that Women's Rumble the other night, and I was like, so that's who that is. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and then I can't, I'm like, well, what's corny call him? Oh, yeah. Because you listen to all his reviews, which is amazing to me. I'm like, how do you listen to that nonsense? I only know these names through you from when you're telling me. You're like, oh, he calls such and such, such as. I was like, well, who's that? Oh, that's such as. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. I think we've seen stuff like this on TV. It's just a little different because they're not considered boyfriend and girlfriend. I guess. But, but she did come out the box at first, and didn't she like kind of get for you big boy right right she's all up in his personal space so she didn't sound 100 percent sober well that's what i'm saying L listen to this again listen to how she sounds a little bit bizarre here hey wait a minute see she kind of gets all up on him here, here she is message for this big boy oh she has she's a smoker i got a message for this big boy oh she's southern she's a smoker she's not sober there's a lot <laughs> of things going on there she's had a couple of belts to calm her nerves and then she had a couple of more belts after that belts of booze oh how many yeah. what percentage okay what percentage of the locker room made a run at that Oh, 95%. Why would the, was the other one or two people on, you know, outside smoking weed? What happened? They were enhancement talent. They just were like, yeah, we, yeah. So everybody, you're saying everybody else is like trying to get at her. <laughs> Bruh, and somebody got her and built a fence around her. That's what you're the saying. The boys in the locker room are like freaking dogs in heat. Whenever they see a halfway attractive female. What about a quarter way attractive? That way too. Okay. What about I a mean, pig? <laughs> what about a pig? <laughs> I've seen, 
I've seen some pretty heavyweight rats get thrown down by the boys on the nights. Just because it's toasty, brother. <laughs> like I, I'm not trying to say I did it. I'm uh, just saying. Sure. You're different. Yeah. You're the one wrestler, gentleman wrestler out there. Look, we all got a few that we ain't proud to claim, okay? Everybody's mm-hmm. got a sleeve stack or two rolling around mm-hmm. in the closet. But not when it came, for me, not when it came to the stuff in the wrestling business because... I mean, bro, I saw some freaking just sweat hogs, like just <laughs> garanimals out there. <laughs> I mean, I mean, this hanging around the matches at these mud shows just, just, just came straight, straight from the swamp. <laughs> Straight from the pig pen to the freaking outhouse. <laughs> to the Civic Center that night. Jesus. Let me Dripping tell you something. Pete Moss and just I just unearthed from the swamp to get to the matches. Man, I saw some at East Park Rec Center in Homa. You know, you he used to I don't know if Cornette still tells Homa stories, but let me tell you about the slee stacks and hogs that just would run up in that building looking for a Looking for anything with that was from three to eight. Trying to get Inches. a deposit. That's it, bro. Just, just, oh my God. Everybody's just looking using like everybody to, so they ain't got to be alone tonight. And they would go to the bars after, and you're oh, like, well, you got to get lubed up for this thing. Dude, just garanimals. I got this image in my head right now of like a handful that I'm like, I saw dudes just liquored up to no end. And I'm like, bro, do you know what you're doing? Here's the funny part. Sure do, brother. During my wrestling days, like if I went out, I didn't really do much drinking. Like I know that's hard for people to believe now. Like I... I have I, we've had this discussion on patron shows before. I have trust issues, bro. I don't like being places where I I'm not in control, <laughs> which is odd because at Wildcat X rated events, I have no problem getting liquored up. That's like the only place I'll go in public, which is weird. But for me, I prefer to do my drinking at home where one, I'm not driving and things like that. But I don't like drinking around a lot of people that I don't know. And I especially don't like drinking around a lot of gentlemen wrestlers, right? Because that's a fucking recipe for disaster. They might slip you a Mickey and decide you're toasty. Not only that, bro, like it's just little shit. Like Rod Price can't wait for you to get liquored up so he can shave your eyebrows. That's the most juvenile, childish thing on the planet. That's harmless. You and I have kicked it and had quite a few drinks at times. Do you ever look sideways at what rib I'm going to pull? Not really. I mean, you... Because you're not top... It would shock me for you to, like, halfway top of something that a wrestler did. Like... I don't, I'm not into big... I'm not into ribs anyway. Me neither. I'm not into that type of, like, ribbon. So, like, that's no. not fun. Fun is, let's let's... You know, we're sitting there. 
drinking and watching the Celtics and Lakers ribbing each other, and we're yeah, cracking up yeah. having a good. We're having fun. The fun I mean, that's actually I, the fun stops when I duct tape you to the chair and then start shaving your face from yeah, the eyes well, up. So that's that's that was the ribbon itself. I mean, when we did that patron episode in person, we watched Celtics and Lakers and talked about that and and the working of all of that. And then, you know, we start talking about freaking Canadian football and all kind of other bullshit and the moat around your house and the alligators and the fact that the cops stopped me when I had to come through the the freaking gated community. They have that's the. I had to get the electric eels out of the moat because it got too cold this week. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, we had, like, that's the type of stuff that, you know, is the rib and fun stuff. Like, but, nah, man, you ain't, you know, these wrestlers, they, they're just jackasses, man. So, nah, we Well, don't. you got to imagine how much foul stuff they've done, whether it's to each other or to these poor females, for them to all find so much religion when they're done. Oh God, that's part of it. They 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 shag these wildebeest and and Come then on. realize then realize they they need God all of a sudden because well here's the thing not only did they shag them and you don't have some sort of STD then you got to realize you got away with something and you can't get away with everything forever. So now it's time to start hedging your bets and getting in that, good with the Lord. Well, what I was about to say was they they lived a dirty life with all these wildebeest on the road and now they got to find jesus to cleanse them it's just you know wash rinse repeat now, now here's yeah. the other thing how many of the gentlemen wrestlers down at the sunday church are looking around at the at the, at the jesus rats <laughs> i'm not going there but i will tell you this as mark merrow beats chris sullivan i got no notes on that i'm not i'm not going there but i will tell you this <laughs> bro there's like you know how we would joke about flair and ricky morton and stan lane and all the rats they slayed you know what i'm saying we had that discussion over the years on the Just, show right uh, mountains of rats okay so Montañas <laughs> there's a select few of gentlemen wrestlers who actually score the high quality ones right their names are Ric Flair, Ricky Morton. <laughs> you might be able to throw Robert Gibson into that one. I don't know. He kind of got Morton's leftovers, whatever. But, you know, Stan Lane. I'd imagine that in that late 90s WCW, there were some guys, you know, they were on TV winning. They were, you know, I don't, I don't know, and I'm not going to speculate. This ain't the 700 Club. But I'd imagine. Luger, maybe, able, you know. They were able to do well for themselves. Yeah, like they. So my point is, there's the top one percent, right? They get the Marriott ones, you know. They're the horsemen. They're the ones that are at the top of the food chain when it comes to that. All the rest of the gentlemen wrestlers, they're fighting for the will, the beast, and the sweat hogs. All right. They ain't, everybody ain't eating filet mignon. Some of them, some bitches is eating raw sushi, okay? And if there's a limited supply, then I'd imagine you got guys fighting over scraps. That too. So while the Ric Flairs of the world and the Horsemen and the Ricky Mortons 
and Jesus lowered the Stan Lanes because you know he was nothing but top shelf. I mean, even even Smokey, he was flying him in, and that was probably a shoot. <laughs> I right? hope it was. Most I guys, broad, I hope that the broad flying in on the airplane had to sit there with like a styrofoam cooler of seafood in her lap. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Stan Stanfield, I'm here, and I brought this cooler. What's in it? That's dinner, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. So anyway, yeah, the most most guys, especially on the mud shows in the indies, because they're, they're fooling themselves bro. and thinking they're big time anyway. And to, and right. to fully live that lifestyle, you got to do the deal. That's right. Well, Yuck. on that note, we'll keep moving finally. Johnny B. Bad beat Chris Sullivan. Um, Johnny says, you look so pretty, Lex, with that belt around your waist. He was having fun with that. Anyway, Johnny B. Bad wins quickly. And then we go to PN News in the last match of the show versus Lou Fabiano. News has a big orange singlet on. His rapping has gotten worse. It continues to get worse. We do get a picture-in-picture promo from the one-man gang. Gang says this is going to be a battle for the 747 between he and News. Um... Paul Lee is making fun of News' is rapping and cuts his own rap saying News can't hang with the one-man gang. It was pretty bad. Anyway, Doc, let me go to you. Anything you got from News here rapping with the gold microphone and anything else Paul Lee would have said on commentary? No. Unfortunately, uh, one-man gang's going to lose to PN News next. Yeah. And uh, Look. News hits... I was right. wrong about Johnny B. Bad, and I've been wrong about Lex Luger. But I'm not wrong about Sting, and I'm not wrong about PN News. I think PN News is fine. Okay. I've told you from the beginning. He's funny. He's hilarious. I I enjoy him. He gets blown up quickly, but, you know, he's a big man. And then he tries to rap when he's blown up. That's just funny. All right, so anything else, Doc, before we close out the show? Because we got one more promo to get to before we uh, get out of here. Okay. So we go to Ron Simmons and Barry Windham with Jim Ross. They're uh, ringside. See what they got to say uh, as the uh, episode closes out. Here it is. Lex Luger, Race and Hughes want to put both you men out of commission. Let me tell it like this, Jim Ross. Mr. Hughes, Lex Luger, and the bodyguard, whatever your name is, you drew first blood, and the last drop will be from our hands. We're going to draw from your body. Because this, if you think it stops right here, how further from the truth can you be? Whenever I've had to make a decision in my career, I stick by it. And I think every person in this building knows exactly where I stand right now. Lex Luger, you and I have got something to settle. Harley Race. And that big man you've got standing behind you, what you've done is you've walked over the wrong people. I've had my face scrubbed in the concrete before, and it never stopped me one time. All I did was up, and I'm coming after you, and I'm going to tear you up. Fans, it's going to be a tremendous weekend here on TBS. For our whole crew, I'm Jim Ross. We'll see you tomorrow on the main event. I had to beep uh, old Barry out. He's so pissed off. Uh, any yeah. thoughts on the closing promo? 
I thought it was good. Um, and again, they're getting sympathy on on Wyndham with Simmons being built up as the superhero. Yeah. That's, that's good storytelling right now. I mean, it's, you know, not bad at all. Not bad at all. Good stuff. Okay, so before we get out of here, uh, we got to rate it, hand out some Rolexes. Before we do so, just a quick reminder, please consider becoming a patron at tinyurl.com slash BTT. This show is ad-free. We don't plug anything ever. We just have Mud Show Wrestling, old school wrestling and shenanigans each and every week for getting close to eight years now. So become a patron, tinyurl.com slash BTT. It's not only a great way to support the show, but you get tons of extra shows in return. You get all of our Clash of the Champions we've done, which is up to 16 of them now. All of the WCW pay-per-views uh, dating back to uh, 87 through 91 at this point are all up on Patreon. Plus, you get video versions of all these shows. Plus, the world-class shows with, with uh, Lance and I. The ECW shows with Mike Prue and JV. And the NWA Power shows with Sparks and the Little Fella Half Pint. And before I forget... Um, Check out Wildcat X Rated on March the 3rd, 2023. It's a Friday night in New Orleans. It came out of the blue. The champ didn't give me any notice, so you found out what I did. Just wanted to make that known, uh, but make sure you get your tickets because they are limited in the venue where they're having it. As I say that, I'm going to get back to it. Become a patron, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. I am trying to make arrangements to go to Wildcat X Rated with all the folks and listeners and patrons who will be there, so please try to make it. But... Beyond anything, become a patron at tinyurl.com. So it's Patreon BTT. All right, Doc, uh, what are you going to rate it? Interesting episode here. It really is. Um, too long. But we've got some things going that are interesting. Yeah, where's our brave, where's the Braves baseball? I cut down this shit. Well, what happened is they probably had a day game and Greg Maddox threw 85 pitches and ended it in two hours and 12 minutes. And there you go. (laughs) Yeah. But this was a good show. There's some stuff that's still missing, but it's the stuff that's been missing, swinging and missing for a while. It's the Oz. It's the zinc. It's the, you know, what are we doing with the free birds? And there's good things too. And there's things that are working and they've got a couple new angles and, you know, yes, I'd prefer to have flair here, but he's not, you know? Yeah. I mean, we got to move past that, right? (laughs) At that point it's yeah. And so I'm going to give this a B plus B plus. No, I think it, I think you're right. I had that written down actually. Okay. I was, I was going between that and a B, but I really do like this Wyndham Simmons connection. And it's clear that they're throwing numbers at this thing. Cause they're not convinced that Luger and Simmons can carry it. Like they got brought in, you know, is Luger championship material without flair? Well, let's bring in Harley. Can Simmons be a credible challenger? Well, if not, just in case, let's bring in Wyndham. But it works. It's working. And I, I think they're 
think they're gonna build before Simmons goes to a world title match. I think there's a, I think there's even gonna be. A, I, want, I felt like there was a tag match with Barry and Ron versus. I don't know. Maybe I'm misremembering it. I don't know. But I think it works. I think it's um, very much credible. It, it, the story they you know. Wyndham comes in to help Ron Simmons. Now they're going to get Wyndham back. It, yeah, it all makes sense. And yeah, I gave it a B plus too. I flirted with an A minus just, just because. I mean, the, you know, it was two hours, but like once you clip out them commercials and you get past some of the enhancement talent matches where not much happens, like it's not, it, it didn't, I don't know, it didn't feel like it. It was dragging along too much for me. And some and of the enhancement guys had some charisma, and that always helps. Oh, it does because you're not watching eight minutes of bullshit. Now, at the same time, Tom Zink and the dude he wrestled. Oh, hell no. Um, plus, you know, there was stuff you could like. You really could have fast forwarded through the Paul Lee from the Control Center because, I mean, um, or not the first part of it because they talked about uh, the Simmons and Wyndham thing at the right. Omni, but or Luger thing at the Omni. But the, the back part of it, they were you know talking about the Clash. So, yeah, I gave it a I give it a B plus too. Okay, so then that means. Your Rolex. Now, I already gave out mine. Orange getting it. No ifs, ands, or buts. That line he threw out there during his promo was phenomenal. Who are you giving your Rolex to? Man, I wanted to give it to a couple of other people for a couple of other things, but that line that Orange threw out was just like, and it was so matter of fact, part of the conversation that at first I said, now, wait a minute, what the fuck did he just say? Yeah, here it is again. Maybe not right on it, but we're going to listen to it one more time. Forcers. Steiner, you and Kazmaier, as good as you are, have to realize sheer power without discipline turns into chaos. (laughs) And he waved his finger at the end and did a little raised eyebrows when he hit chaos. That was great. (sighs) When are we just going to say... Look, I know there's Steve Austin's technically a better talker. Ric Flair was a better talker, probably. But how the hell do you not like just go? Sometimes I think about Arn being the greatest talker ever. I think there's a lot of people that that would would go along with that. Cause he don't like strike out. It's always a single, a double, a triple, a home run, a grand slam. Like I used to have a coach, boy, times have changed. I used to have a, a coach when I played little league. He's like, yeah, you, you ain't out here fiddle fucking around. Arn don't fiddle fuck around, man. No. Hey, let me ask you a question. I was having this conversation this weekend. What's the youngest age you'd be cool with a coach yelling curse words? Not at your kid. But, like, in front of your kid. Let me Six give an example. Seven. Like, not Little Menace, you fucked that up. But at halftime, talking to the team, we got to do a better fucking job. Or Six we or gotta seven. Fu- we got to compete at a fucking better level. Six or seven. Okay, because. You, you got you to remember. Okay, my grandfather, my dad's dad, I spent a lot of time with him when I was young military world war ii vet cursed like a sailor i've been been i've been cursed around 
there's not a moment in my life that I don't remember MF for this, MF for that. And, and that was just today me talking to you at work. Right, right. So you you just not going to get from me the, now, again, oh, God, little Johnny don't need verbal, to be, you know, he don't need to verbal, hear those at a young age. Verbal abuse on a one-on-one level is different than I'm giving the halftime speech. We played like dog shit. And I got a, I got a lot of fire. Yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, that's my point. Like, I'm not saying that at six or seven years old, seven eight years old, I want a coach telling my kid, "You you effing suck. You ain't worth a you know shit." Right. Like, I, no, I don't want that at all. However, I remember having coaches when I was in single oh, digits, yes, who cursed like. What this shit was that, boys? What the hell are y'all doing out there? Like, I remember that. And because because Latrell is ten, and and you know, it's it's pretty competitive. I'm not going to sit here and go, well, they're the best or they're playing the best. But we're playing, we're in the rankings, and we play ranked teams, and so it's a level of seriousness that's it's serious. And we came out, we we played in a tournament this past weekend. And we won our first two games. And all we had to do on Sunday, we could lose Sunday morning as long as we scored enough goals. And this cold front that brought this ice into town rolled through, and it got real cold. And we're prepared. We got, you know, these stick, the hunter warmers for your feet so that they put them in their socks. It's like, all right, man, it ain't nothing. Let's, let's get, let's advance this. Let's advance to the semis here. Yeah. And they came out, and they played all right, but it was one to nothing at halftime. Yeah. And so, no, I'm excuse me, it was one to one at halftime. But the other team had the wind behind them in a cold day. So we're like, look, we're getting the wind. We're tied. This is just a matter of time before we start. We start controlling this thing like Ron Garvin against a jobber. And they came out in the second half and completely blew it and started act, started running around like chickens with their heads cut off. It was one of the more frustrating times. And, and, you know, all of this is to say, it got in my head like, there's no timeouts. You can't stop this momentum. And I get that a, a youth coach doesn't want to be cursing on the sideline in front of everyone because – this is 2023. No, you can't do it. You'll get reported. But when the game was over and they had their talk afterwards, I said something like, if he's ever going to light them up, including cussing at them, this would be the time I would do it. And I got to tell people like, you know, you're a hothead after we lose. And I'm like, fuck yeah, I am. I don't like losing. But I had a couple of people who were like, yeah, this is it. And so it's just, it's a real interesting question there for me. Yeah, look, when I say I'm okay with <laughs> seven or eight, I do realize that that's not the world we live in. And if I were to do that, it it wouldn't be good. I'm just saying for me as a kid, that's how we grew up. Yeah. Um. And Hey, hey, we're trying to, at this point, and I get it, he, there, it's, it's a real fine line here because he's not a teenager yet. He's 10. But... You know, we're on a team with practices twice a week. We're playing in two different leagues for games. 
we he has homework that he has to do and report back on and be verified by me that he's watched some soccer, that he's done foot skills on his own, that he's doing cardio three times a week outside of school, outside of team activities. And if they don't, that's extra running on their running. So we're we're serious here, right? And so, but it's a line. He's still a little kid, but he's not. And it's like, and so guess what the coaches told him? I'm listening. If we're yelling at you, it's because we need to get your attention and you need to know something in the heat. Dude, fuck that. We are in the heat of battle. Shit's going to get emotional. And if we're a real team, we're going to say some things. So I had to explain that to a parent one time uh, when I was coaching. I had to basically yell like because baseball feel is the same i mean it's a little different diamond is a little different than soccer soccer is probably a little bit bigger but this was for baseball once even football like a parent came up to was like why are you yelling at them i'm going you know fucking johnny's a hundred feet away from me i if i don't yell like how do you want me to talk to him come over here that's not realistic so i'm literally yelling and i used to have to have a talk every year especially parents that were new and weren't returning like um if you hear me yelling i'm yelling so they can hear me not at them and it may always amaze me because i'm sorry man i gotta say this we've got to a point where we're too sensitive with certain things. Like, and I'm not talking, this goes beyond even cursing. I'm not even talking about cursing. I mean, just yelling. So my players can hear me like, Hey, you know, get your head into this. Hey, what are you doing out there? You got to make sure you do this. I'm yelling, projecting because the kid's 90 feet from me. I can't whisper. I can't talk like this. We don't have a lot of time to convey key messages. And I get that this isn't war. But we are trying. We spent. Here's the thing. I spent a lot of time and a lot of money on this, and so it doesn't have to be perfect. <laughs> and these are still kids, right? But there's also some some bigger lessons here about doing shit the right way, yeah. And trying to get better and improve yourself. So it's not about. I say this after. It's not about being perfect. I say it to. No, I say perfect. it to Latrell. This isn't about being perfect. It's about. It's about challenging yourself to get better. I also. Like, don't, I would have some parents, there was a handful every year who were like, nah, yell at him. Oh, I like say, they, I told our coach all the time, he's a lot nicer on him than I would be. He just laughs. He goes, I, I, I know. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm, know? I'm saying I would literally, I would have parents who, who were like, no, you, you can yell. They need the discipline. Yep. Like uh, one parent I recall specifically, she was a single mom and she was like, he needs discipline. His dad ain't yep. around. Like, That's right. I got hey, here's, you. You know, what, you know the, the coach came over and said, here's their, their homework. You know, a few weeks ago, like we started this program. And all the parents, you know, we've all been together now for a couple of years. We all know each other. One of them said, you know, we can tell them, but it'll work a whole lot better if you tell them and we enforce it because they don't listen to us. And we all went, exactly. And he goes, okay. He goes, well, I'll tell you what. On top of that, if y'all have any problems at school behaviorally or people aren't taking care of their schoolwork, let me know about that, too. We can add some more running for that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. Like, it's, it goes to show you, it's, like, hey, some... man, it, it's why it, they tell you all the time it takes a village to raise these kids. I Some of my best memories are Little League coaches and 
Other people half parents, the time you want to stick a shiv in their side, and the other time you're running through a brick wall for. Them. That's right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the great part of it. But on that note, Doc, I think we've exhausted ourselves and uh, blown ourselves up. Maybe I don't know. I'm not really blown up. Um, so I'm just we're gonna now, get... well now. Now that we've done the job, you know, we put a bow on this. I'm back to being worried about Harper. I, I'm going to call him as soon as I can. I got to get out. I got to get out into the rest of this house to make sure uh, uh, my daughter and wife aren't killing each other. I heard them yelling at each other about something. I can't tell if they're playing or not in the background. Uh, but the boy, those two. Wait till you get a teenage daughter. Holy crap. That's Whoa. when we start going back to doing two or three shows a week. Well, bro, I could record can't, every night just record. to get away from it. Can y'all keep yeah. it down while I'm recording, please? Thank you. <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, on that note, uh, anything else before we close uh, this rather fun episode out of uh, the best? Yeah, it was podcast better than I is. thought it would be, and we did a, as usual, another great job by the best two man, uh, the most punctual two man booth in all of sports. I'm done. Yeah, we got to figure out if Harper's alive. <laughs> we got to go. We got to figure some things out. We got to talk about the future of the show. Um, we got to do a well check, maybe. Pretty much. Hit the tagline, Doc. Let's go see if we can get him on a horn. Fuck it, bitch. <laughs> <laughs>